So, if you could, open your Bibles up to the book of Jude, all right? Now, while you're getting there, I want to ask you a question. I've asked this question hundreds of times in hundreds of other places to all kinds of different crowds. If you believe that some things in the world need to change, say amen. They took the bait, all right. So I can think about all kinds of things that need to change in the world, right? Like, I've got a laundry list, like, archived in my mind of things that I believe need to change. But here, a while back, God started messing with me a little bit and beating me up a little bit about some of the hobby horses that I had in my life. Because here's the thing. I began to realize that everything that I thought needed to change was only directly related to me. Like, the only things that I thought needed to change were the things that I thought were important. And God spoke in my spirit and said, you know what? The world's a lot bigger than yourself. The world's a lot bigger than what you think, and the world's a lot bigger than what you think needs to change. And when we began to plan this event for Brookside, the mindset was, okay, how do we get outside the walls of this church? How do we actually go be what we say we are? By going and showing love, by going and giving gifts, by, by, by going. It's simple. It's really simple. We just decided that we wanted to go do something. Because you can sit here, and I can stand here, and we can talk about all the things that need to change in the world. But are we really doing anything about those things? And you may say, well, what exactly can I do? I'm just one person. Like, like what can I do to change something that's, that's big enough to affect the entire world? Well, why not? What if you decided to do something? That's what I want to do. I want to encourage you today to do something. And, I, and I'm just going to take a few minutes of your time. This isn't going to be like a normal service. I'm not really going to like preach, preach. Um, but I want to encourage you. So when I got to thinking about how all these things related to me, I realized that the things that related to me were only the things that could grasp my attention. You ever realize how distracted we are in our world today? Have you ever noticed like how much of your time is spent? Look, I got, I got, I got four text messages from the time I got out of my seat and stepped on this stage. You ever notice how distracted we are today in our, in our world, in our lives? How so many things are jockeying and positioning themselves for our attention. And then we wonder why it's so hard to live for Jesus. Then we wonder why it's so hard to be faithful. Did you know that the, 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 the statistics for someone who's considered a faithful attender of church in 2019 is if they come once a month? Those are Christian statistics. If you come once a month, you're considered a faithful attender and a member. And then we sit around and we wonder, like, man, why is it like that? Man, there's some things that need to change. Like, we need to change this and we need to change that. And in reality, before we can change anything in the world, we have to learn how to change some things about ourselves. We've got to be willing to address some things in ourselves, like me sitting there going, you know what? When I turn on the news, I hear about all these issues, and they all sound so important and all these things. But, you know, none of them are really important to me because they don't affect me. They're not directly related to me. Like, like, do you guys remember like about, I don't know, a year or two ago, like everybody was in an uproar about which bathrooms to use and all that stuff? It never affected me because I know which bathroom I'm going to use. I mean, you know, like I watch SportsCenter. I don't watch the news. I used to say, man, you're shallow. No, I, I don't watch the news anymore. I don't. My news is SportsCenter. And I can tell you right now, the other day they were, they were ranting and raving about how Florida football is going to be back. It doesn't affect me a bit. I don't care if it ever changes. I mean, you know, and, and, and I got to thinking about these things, about, man, all the things that need to change in the world. What have I actually done to change something about me? Like, when's the last time I got honest with myself and said, Lord, what's here that needs to change? What are some things that I'm harboring and holding on to that I need to let go of, that I need to lay down, that I need to die to self 
and just trust and follow you. So when I got to digging around for this, I wanted to preach to you on the thought of the everything of something. The everything of something, because when we just do something, it means everything. Just something. As a body of believers, as the church, as Christians who claim to be called and have a purpose and have a promise, when we choose to do something, it can mean everything. So today I want to help you. Uh, Jude, verse 3, says this. It says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the coming salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. Earnestly contend for the faith. Think about that for a second. That word contend has some really special meaning. He says, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. I want to talk to you really quick about what it means to contend. You know, because we can read that verse and we can say, oh yeah, contend for the faith. That sounds great. But what does it mean to contend for something? Here's what it means. It means that we're competing for something. And if you don't think you're in a competition right now, then you've been fooled into sea because every person in this room is in a competition. There are things that are comp competing for your love, your affection, your devotion, your attention, your time, your money. There are things that are in your life right now that are competing for aspects of you that are supposed to belong to Jesus. You're no different than me. So we're caught up in this competition. Contend means to compete to achieve something. What is that something? What do we want to do? You know, we got words on the wall out here in the lobby, and they say, so people experience new life in Christ. Is that our something? Well, if you're a part of new grace, that's our something. We want to exist so people experience new life in Christ. And, and it's such a simple statement, and it's so easy. It's so easy to just say it and let it roll off the, the tip of your tongue. But what we need to realize is, is if we really want to achieve something, then it's going to require work. It requires sacrifice. It requires time. He says to contend for the faith. Other writers put it like this, when we fight for the faith. I don't know about you, but I've been in a couple fights lately for my faith. And you say, what do you mean? Your faith's under attack? Every single day. Every single day, something's attacking my faith. Every single day, there's something that's trying to get me to believe something that isn't true or try to get me to be convinced of something that I should be convinced or unconvinced about. And I'm, I'm in this contention for my faith every single day. And he says, I earnestly write to you and exhort you to contend for the faith. Some of you may have graduated past that point in your life. Well, guess what? Now you get the opportunity to contend for the faith of other people, to contend, fight, strive, and work for the faith of other people, which is what the church does. Us. You see, when we contend for the faith, we have to understand that it requires a couple things. Like a contender that's contending and he's preparing to get into a boxing match or a UFC match, he has to train, he has to practice, he has to put in a lot of time, he has to regulate his diet, he has to control what goes into his body. And he has to be really, really meticulous with his time. And we just kind of float through the world like little spiritual butterflies, and then we wonder when bad things happen, why they happen, and why we feel so powerless about it. You know, a lot of people may look at a ghost Sunday like today and say, oh yeah, that's cute. They're going to serve some folks at a nursing home. That's great. That's awesome. And maybe for some people, it's a self-gratifying moment where they're like, look what I did, you know? But in reality, in reality, what it is, is it's a group of people that are like-minded, that believe the same thing, that hold on to the same mission statement that's on the wall out there so that people 
experience new life in Christ. Not just people that come through these doors, not just people that we reach through social media, but every single person in the community, even the ones that can't go, even the ones that can't be there. You know, if, if we were to really get down to the root of it and we all decided today to do something, could you imagine what kind of impact it would have right here in this area? If every person in this room today said, you know what, when I leave here, I'm going to go do something. I don't know what it is, God. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. I want to do something. And you made a choice to contend for the faith today. Maybe you only do it today and you really have to pray about it tomorrow. Maybe you're the person and you're really going to have to fight for your faith in that moment because it's going to be really hard for you to go up and talk to a stranger. It's going to be hard for you to let go of that 20 that's in your wallet when God says, hey, buy them lunch. It's going to be hard for you to step out of yourself and do something that's not natural to you and you're going to have to fight in that moment and contend. And I want to let you know. I want to let you know that when you choose to do these things, you have to be prepared. you got to train and you got to equip yourself. The Bible tells us in Ephesians to take on the whole armor of God. I don't want you to just run out of here today with your heart and your mind on fire saying, oh, I want to do something for Jesus, and then you get out in the world and get the hell beat out of you. I want to be honest with you. Contending for the faith is choosing to fight. And there's a lot of darkness in this world. There's a lot of evil right outside the doors of this place right here. And when you step out there into it, you need to be ready and understand what your mission and your objective is. Do something. Do something. That's it. So I want to share this with you real quick because when you're a contender, there's three things you need to know. All right? Contenders are competitors. We are competing. Yes, we are. You know who your opponent is. It's not another person. It's not. If you're sitting in this room and you think you've got to struggle in a battle with another person, then the devil's already got you deceived. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness and principalities and powers and all these things. Our battle's spiritual, it's not physical. If you're in here and you're a Christian, the battle you're fighting is a spiritual battle. And if you've been fighting for the last few days and you've been under oppression or under attack, I want to I let you know that you're in a room full of people who know how to go to war. You're in a room full of people that know how to fight. And sometimes it's just as simple, it's just as simple as recognizing and acknowledging, hey, I'm in a fight. I'm in a fight. I can remember some of the worst, some of the worst fights I've ever been involved in, spiritually speaking. I can remember being in places in my life where I just wanted to quit, give up, and just be done with everything. And I want to tell you, if you're in that place here today, you don't have to. You don't have to because contenders are competitors. Competitors don't win all the time. We don't. If you think you're going to be undefeated for the rest of your life, man, you're fooling yourself. Competitors. We're competitors. We know our opponent. And we know that change never comes easy. When you begin to build this thing, this temple, and you begin to allow God to start moving things around in your life, it's going to be hard. Some of those things aren't going to be easy. Some of those things are going to be a struggle for you because they've been a struggle for me and every other Christian that's come before us. There are things in our life that we're really, really fond of and we don't want to give up. We know we have to train and practice before we compete. We know that there's certain things we need to do. We have to be in our prayer closets. We have to be reading our Bibles. We've got to be having fellowship with one another. We've got to be taking full advantage of the opportunities to go be the church every single day. Not just on a special day created by the staff of this church. Not, not just by a cool logo on social media, but every day when we choose that we're going to go for Christ. We're going to go for Jesus. We're going to go be the church every single day. Contenders challenge the status quo. This is what I struggle with the most. Because the status quo is when I'm like everybody else. 
It's when I sound like everybody else, I look like everybody else, and I act like everybody else. But if I'm going to contend for the faith, then I have to challenge the status quo. I cannot accept the status quo. You know, I was thinking about this this morning as I was driving into the church. My stepdad raised me, and he had this he had this philosophy that he instilled in me when I was really young. Like, like he, didn't, he wouldn't accept anything that was halfway done. That's not how he said it. But you know what I'm saying. So I've got this principle instilled in me where mediocrity is not an option. Anything below excellence is not an option. Now, now it's, it's good, but it's also bad at the same time. But when I think about contending... And challenging the status quo, I think about how, you know what, I don't, I don't, I, I can't act like everybody else, Jeremy. I can't sound like everybody else. When I find myself in a compromising situation or in a conversation and it's like the world, I've got to be the person that's willing to stand up and challenge that. Not necessarily telling everybody that they're going to hell because they're cussing or because they're drinking, but no, just taking a stand and just allowing my life to radiate the love of Christ. I was just like Pastor Derek. I came up in the same stuff that he talks about. Just run around and knock everybody out with a Bible and hate everybody. Just hate everybody, you know? And it wasn't until later on in life where I realized that I realized that what we were doing was wrong because when I slipped off the mountain that I'd perched myself on, they all came and crucified me. They all they all wrote me off for dead. They all they all said that it wasn't real and it never happened and all that. And, and that's when I realized, you know, it's, it, it's, it's about challenging the status quo. If you're in here and you're a go-with-the-flow person and you just fit in with everybody, that's great. But how often are you the light shining in the darkness? How often are you the city that's sitting on the hill that can't be hid? That's what I'm saying. And sometimes you got to fight for those moments. Sometimes you got to fight against spiritual wickedness and evil and darkness, but sometimes you got to fight against yourself. Because let's be honest, we all have this intrinsic nature where we get afraid, where fear creeps in and it diminishes our faith. And you got to be willing to fight in those moments. What are you going to be? Who are you going to be? What are you going to do? Contenders challenge the status quo. And the last one is contenders have compassion. You would think if we get up here and we talk about fighting for faith, compassion would be like, the last thing on the list, like compassion, like that doesn't even make any sense. Like, what do you mean compassion? Well, Jude, verse 22, says this. It says, and of some have compassion, making a difference. I asked you when we started this little TED Talk Christian thing this morning, if you believe some things in the world need to change, say amen, and everybody said amen. Some things need to be different, right? How do you do that? Compassion. And of some having compassion, making a difference. You want to make a difference in your family? You want to make a difference in your home? You want to make a difference on the job? You want to make a difference in this world? It starts with compassion. Does it matter how strong you are? It doesn't matter how tough you are. It doesn't matter how much experience you have. It doesn't matter how dark your road is or how broken it was before. If you want to make a difference, it starts with compassion because if you really think about it, where God began to make a difference in your life is where you found some compassion. There was somebody that was willing to accept you when you were unacceptable and someone to love you when you were unlovable. His name was Jesus, and he never left you, and he never forsook you. Contenders have compassion, and maybe you're sitting here, and I'm almost finished. How do I make a difference? Yeah, you said of some have compassion making a difference. That's great. Well, let me, let me just 
tell you the same thing that I've told every crowd that I've ever stood in front of and said this. You start where you are. Start where you are right now. Because where you are right now is the perfect place for God to do something amazing in your life because change won't happen on the outside until it happens on the inside. You've got to be willing to let God come in and rearrange your furniture and move some things around in your life before you can actually impact the world. Because the 21st century church has become a country club of us where we get together on Sunday and we feel good about ourselves and we do all these self-gratifying things, but we're really not making any difference in the world. And it's because we really haven't invited the Holy Spirit in and allowed him to change us. If your heart doesn't break for the residents at Brookside, you don't need to be there. If you walk through your neighborhood and you're not thinking about your neighbors and you're thinking about your family members and you're thinking about the people that you don't even know their names and your heart doesn't break for the lost, then guess what? You lack compassion. Start there. Start there. You want something to change? Start doing something with everything you have. Everything you have. The everything of something simple. It's like this. What can I do? I don't know what I can do. I'm not a preacher. I don't sing. I don't do any of those things. Do something with everything you have. That testimony you got, do something with it. That job you got, do something with it. That lunch meeting that you get to have and you get to talk to somebody, do something with it. Do something with everything you have. Take every moment that God gives you and do something with it. Use it because you have everything you need. You have everything you need. We're going to sit around and make a bunch of excuses. Here it is Christmas time. Everybody broke. Everybody run around. Make a whole bunch of excuses why we can't do nothing, but everything needs to change. You have everything you need to do something. I have everything I need to do something. And here's what I want to do. I want to leave you with something really simple. Really, really simple. What's God want? He wants you to take everything that he's done in your life, everything he's done for you, everything he's done in you, and allow him to do something through you. It's that simple. So here's what you get to do today. I love you. We've got these out in the lobby. They're on the tables by the door. I challenge you to pick one of these up. I challenge you to take one of these because by taking one of these, you're saying, I'm going to go do something. I'm going to go do something. I don't know what it is. And you don't have to know what it is right now. Maybe you're sitting here and God's already just put his finger on it. You're going to do this. Maybe you're sitting here, well, I don't know what I can really do. No, I want you to pick one of these up. It says, no strings attached, right? I'm not doing something to get something. I'm not helping someone to get help. I'm just doing something because God wants me to do something. And on the back of this card, it says, I believe since God has blessed me, I should be a blessing to you. It's on me. Please accept this act of kindness on behalf of, and you can write whatever you want on it. Here's the deal. Go do something. Be creative. Use that beautiful mind that God blessed you with. If you pick one of these up, go do something with it. Because here's the deal. If you want to change Banks County, you want to change commerce, you want to change Northeast Georgia, it starts with you. It starts with me. Stepping outside of ourselves and doing something that may be a little uncomfortable at first, but trusting God in the moment and doing something. This is how you start right where you are. This is how you do something with everything you have right now. He said, contend for the faith. Some of you will pick this card up and you'll be in the moment and the Holy Spirit will speak and you're going to have to have a little mini battle right there on the site. God, I'm uncomfortable with that. God, I don't know. I don't know. How am I going to talk to that person? No, you just go ahead and push through that and you claim that in the name of Jesus and you do what God told you to do. It's that simple. It's that simple.
Take everything you have and allow God to do something through you this week. I know it's close to Christmas. I know we're all on a crunch. It doesn't have to be anything monetary. You ever noticed how simple acts of kindness go so far? How you and I just being people of consideration and people of a calling that's higher of ourselves can make a difference. This is how things change. It's not some program. It's not a bunch of flashy preachers in a new building, million dollars in the bank. It starts like this right here. This is how it starts.